0: Hey folks, it's Cody Stoffer with Playmakers Corner, here to tell you about Code Red Coaching. Competing in athletics means you've lifted the weights, you've watched film, and you've got the passion. Problem is, that's what everyone else in the state has done. Perfect your game by honing in on your mental performance with Code Red Coaching. Whether you are a team or an individual, Code Red Coaching has the tools to create mentally solid habits and set up you or your team for success. Find code red coaching at coderedcoaching.com or call 720-979-1914 to learn more today. That's coderedcoaching.com or 720-979-1914 today. Now back to the show.
1: I'm Ty Barwind, class of 2023. I play O-line at Valor Christian High School, and you're listening to Playmaker's Corner.
0: Howdy, y'all, and welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. I am your host for this interview, Cody Stauffer, and I am joined here today by a very special guest. If you would like to introduce yourself, where you're from, and where you've played football, uh, we'd be honored to hear it.
1: Yeah, no, my name's uh, Ty Barwind, part of the class of 2023. Uh, I've been born and raised in Colorado, and I play for Valor Christian High School.
0: Yes, and thank you so much for coming on. And as a matter of fact, Ty here is our very first Valor player to interview. So thank you for for doing that. And, you know, I think that uh, this year there's a lot to talk about in regards to to Valor football. I'd say it was a very successful year. But before we talk about that, let's talk about you as an athlete and kind of, you know, what sports mean to you for our audience. You know, I think that this is something kind of unique that we do here at PMC. Where we like to ask you, what is your favorite sports experience or memory while playing? You know, this could be a championship game in football. This could be a rivalry game. This could be, you know, there's some guys who are multi-sport athletes and they'll talk about a basketball game or whatever. But whatever sport or whatever memory gives you just that very, you know, it brings up your vibe when you're thinking about sports and your career as an athlete here. What is that go to for you?
1: Yeah, for me, I mean, it's not really one specific memory. I think it's uh, just every night at Friday Night Lights, just walking out there and the crowd just cheering for you and all that. And just that the buzz in the air and just that feeling that you're with your brothers out there, putting it all on the line just to, you know, play the game we all love. So I, I think that's probably the biggest thing for me
0: yeah there's there's nothing quite like that energy and you know as far as like that tight-knit community that you have as a high school football player you know that's that's something where you could look up in the stands and it's like oh that's so-and-so's parents and that's the neighbors and stuff like that and i think that you know that is just something that's not quite the same and i mean you know especially at a high school it's it's one of those situations where those are guys that you've played with for potentially you know all four years of high school and you've moved up from freshman to jv etc etc or you know if you grew up in the area then those are some guys that you've played with versus college where you know it's it's a mod podge group and it's very diverse which is cool in its own way but you know there's you know you're playing with all your buddies that you know you'll you'll go and eat school lunch with and have been for the past few years so i think that you bring up some good points there and I like that it's an overarching thing. You know, it's every time it's that feeling, it's that electricity in the air. So I I have a lot of respect for that. And I guess to to try and get, well, at least in our experience, a lot of athletes also are sports fans. I'm assuming that you're a part of that crowd. And so, you know, we like to get to know what is like an inspirational moment from a sport that you've watched whether it's a game that you saw live you know a professional game college game or a high school game growing up or maybe it's a game that you watched on tv that is just your favorite sport viewing experience or your favorite fan experience
1: yeah no definitely um favorite fan experience is uh and kind of what uh motivated me to push was uh when the broncos uh made their super bowl run Uh, in the 2015-2016 season Um, that was kind of just seeing that and seeing kind of where they came from and all that um, definitely kind of pushed me and kind of gave me the um, NFL dream like uh, almost every kid playing football has.
0: I would have to agree that that is one of my favorite sports memories as well you know watching Von Miller dominate watch that Uh, roller coaster of a season, really, Uh, as far as, you know, it was, there was never a dull moment. They could never just straight up win. It was always a heart attack inducing game, but it was definitely a a great ride. And I mean, like you said, you're Colorado born and raised, so it's good to hear that we have a Bronco fan in here, man, because you'd be surprised at how many other uh, non-Bronco fans end up on this show. And I'm like, why are you, you're Colorado born and raised? What do you mean you root for the Seahawks? What's that all about? (laughs) So it's, it's good to have a, a fellow Bronco fan on here. And, uh, you know, I'd say this season, you know, this, this Valor Christian team, it made me an Eagle fan. I really liked, you know, the grit and how much you guys tested yourselves. And, you know, I was actually able to attend that opening game uh, against Regis Jesuit. And I obviously that didn't end the way that you wanted it to. But I think that it showed a huge difference in what this team was compared to last year especially graduating so many seniors last year but i think it showed that you guys are willing to hang in there and you guys are willing to learn from your mistakes and i think that was so so important to the deep run that you had obviously to state this year and i guess looking kind of back compared to last year what were some of the goals heading into this season and what were you know kind of the points of focus that you guys had, especially with the new coaching staff in tow, and what was that experience like heading into the season?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, definitely graduating 19 of the 22 starters. It definitely, um, and especially at their high-caliber high of football, um, it definitely was not easy to fill their shoes. Um, and not having a coach for uh, three to four months in the off season was really hard. Um, our strength coach, Darren Cryan, he actually – kind of just set up a schedule for us and we all knew, uh, all the seniors kind of met up and knew that we had to work super hard for it. Um, So by the time Coach McGatlin came in and we started Summer Ball, I mean, we were hitting the ground running already and um, it was tough, it was a grind for sure. It was a grind to fill those shoes and to know that um, we were playing our rivals first game And that we wanted to make it back to that championship in December. Um, I I believe our seniors just bonded so much over that, over the grind. And I think that's why we persevered through the start of the season. That's why we made such a deep run into the playoffs and into the championship.
0: Yeah, no, I think that what you just brought up is such a unique experience. Just because, I mean... You guys had to be self-sustaining, essentially. I mean, you had the strength and conditioning coach, but the accountability fell on you, the player's shoulders. And that's such a unique experience. But I think you could tell that difference, you know, now that you bring that up. I think that's very evident in your accountability on the field, how much fun it looked like y'all were having At least compared to games that i caught last year it just the energy seemed very strong and i think that a lot of that does come from the camaraderie that you had of you know y'all had each other and that was basically it outside of you know uh, a few coaches that were still you know remaining so i i want to just salute you guys on that and and congratulate yourselves on a good season and i guess what are some of your takeaways from this season because I mean like you said you made that deep run to state and I mean this was it was a very good game at state by the way had the lead at at a point and forced cherry creek's hand at switching quarterbacks and whatnot but you know definitely not the you know 13 and 0 run that we typically see but I think that this is a lot more storied in there and I guess what were some of the lessons that you had to learn along the way in order to get to that state game
1: yeah no for sure I mean We started off uh, losing against our rivals first game. So that was definitely a heavy hit to all of us, um, especially the amount of work that we had to put in the offseason in the summer. Um, And then going two and two at the start, there was no Valor team in history that had a losing record ever in their game after five games. So I mean, uh, so this was that fifth game was really important one for us. And we we dug deeper than any of us thought we could at that point. and I guess just taking it out is that um, any, anything's really possible. I mean, whether you lose all your starters the previous year and you have, and you lose your head coach and you lose most of the coaching staff, that, um, it's just a grind to get through it. And um, being able to do that and being able to do that um, self-sustaining, like you said, um, just on our own, I mean, taking that away is that uh, the grind won't stop, but you know what the grind's like, and you can carry that on into football or any other areas for the rest of your life. So um, definitely being able to take away that
0: from this season has been tremendous. And and not to mention that, you know, the the scheme that was brought in by McGatlin is one that asks a lot of y'all the linemen here. And I guess with that in mind, I'm going to jump on over to kind of your game man like you said 19 out of 22 starters graduating and some people need to step up and you're obviously a part of that you know we thought very highly of you here at the pod you know with simon's grade of an 84.9 and mine of an 84.2 you came out to an 84.55. and you know on that episode we talked about strengths weaknesses etc etc areas of improvement and i just kind of want to get your take on you know what is some of what are some of the things that you took away? What was kind of your reaction to our evaluation of your film? And what what was it or what did it mean to you to come out number three on our class of 23 interior linemen here?
1: Yeah, no, uh, it meant a lot to me, actually. Um, last year, uh, I was uh, projected to at least get in the rotation. I don't want to say starting, but at least get in the rotation of the five linemen last year, except an injury in the... Uh, preseason scrimmage, uh, limited me for about seven to eight weeks. So I missed a lot of that, uh, time last year. So being able to come back and really prove myself to this team too, um, was really important to me. Um, listening to the podcast, I think the grades were fair. I think, uh, you did hit on some of my strengths of where I can fly around, where I know what I'm doing. Where i can gauge the feel really well and agility being the lowest for um for both your grades i mean i totally agree and i totally agree that it's uh me just being uh gonna be a freshman in college next year and i just need to learn to work with what with my weight that i have um and i think once i do learn to work with it that i can really use that to my advantage and uh, become more agile and become faster Um, but yeah, no, I think I really did have a breakout season, uh, this year, uh, kind of had to prove to everyone that I was D1 caliber because no one's really seen me before. Um, so being able to come out and doing that alongside Tanner Morley, Breck, Winston, and Ethan, I mean, we had such an amazing line this year and such a tight knit group, um, to be able to do it along that, along their sides. I mean it was an incredible season. I think all four of them really pushed me to my limits and made me the player that I am right
0: now. Hey man, we love the, I, there's that camaraderie again, you know, with, with the team and, and with those linemen and, um, you know, obviously, like you said, very talented group. And you guys were, were asked to do quite a bit, you know, that McGatlin scheme, it's, it's been around forever and, you know, it it's known for running the football and running it well. And, you guys did a great job of doing that, and you did a great job obviously of of stepping up and meeting that. So I'm glad that uh, you were able to to get some takeaways and I'm glad that you you felt it was accurate, you know, for the most part. And you know, we were just glad that you know we we got around to to watching the film and you know seeing you know just everything you did right and especially the pole blocking. I mean, you were asked to really move quite a bit. and I think that, you know, Even despite, you know, like you said, getting getting used to your size and getting a bit more agile, you're still able to pull off pole blocking by just being extremely smart. So I just want to salute that. And, you know, you kind of got a a chance to talk about a little bit, but I want to give you like your own uh, pedestal here to talk about two to three qualities that you think separate you from other players, whether it's, you know, in the state of Colorado, in your region or even across the country, just things that you think you kind of have an edge in or things that you pride yourself on from your own perspective
1: yeah for sure uh i think the best quality that i have is knowing every position uh i think you guys said it in your podcast i mean i did play every position i played from left tackle to right tackle to right guard left guard and center i mean i've played it all um and even when i didn't play it um when i didn't play tackle and center this year i knew exactly where everyone was going and what everyone needed to do um so being that guy on the line that kind of can explain or help out if they miss a play and know exactly what they're doing and being able to tell them exactly what they need to know um i think really sets me apart and uh in that way i kind of um was the smart one on the line um and all all my friends said it but um no just ha- just being able to understand that uh, secondly is just uh, my footwork. Like you said, uh, McGowan's offense is really run-heavy offense, and we have our guards and tackles pulling everywhere and being able to pull everywhere and being able to pull inside and outside and being able to get up to the second level. I think my footwork is um, has excelled over um, uh, your average uh, football player nowadays just because of that offense and having to work it every day um with my coach and I mean it's been a fun experience and I'm glad I've I've done it
0: and we like hearing that experience and you know your perspective there and yeah just getting kind of your your view of it and you know we we echo that view uh a little bit you know we had like a three-star rating on your footwork basically so you know we we agree that it's solid and You know, the sky's the limit for you. Honestly, we think that, you know, with your frame and with everything that you do right so far that there are there are mountains that you could definitely reach, you know, and, and we're excited to see those. But, you know, before we transition to kind of the next level and what's that looking like so far, are there any players that you model your game after or that you aspire to play like, whether that be on the college or professional level of football? Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, no, uh, one that's definitely uh, stood out, uh, especially recently with the Super Bowl, is, is Jason Kelsey. I think he's just a super smart dude that loves to run around and fly around and just hit someone. And that's that's kind of what I like to do. I like to fly around. I like to be smart about it, obviously. Um, but I like to fly around. I like to hit someone. I like to know what's going on. Um, so I definitely say that that's kind of who I've modeled around uh, this year and hopefully I uh, stick to through uh, through college.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great example here. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love watching Kelsey on the field and then he's also a pretty funny guy too. So, you know, he's, he's also entertaining in that sense. And I think that, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Jason Kelsey here, because you know, coming out of high school, he was not the the most touted prospect. You know, he had to take a chance on himself and he had to bet on himself. And I think that you know b- that in mind. You know, obviously you received uh, your first D one offer recently, so congratulations on that. But I guess how has the the recruiting been, and what are some things that you've kind of learned along your journey? I mean, obviously you've collected a handful of offers here, and you know anything's possible. I mean, the Broncos drafted a d3 into your offensive lineman not even that long ago but what are some things that you've kind of learned and what is your experience or story with recruiting ben
1: yeah um definitely missing junior year i mean junior year um i think everyone knows is huge for football recruiting and being able to be on varsity junior year and get your film out there is really huge so missing a lot of that opportunity and using the film that I had a little bit of varsity film sophomore year and being able to push that out. Um, I'm lucky I had that, but, um, just taking away that I really pushed hard for a lot of schools and I've gotten offers from D1, D2, D3, AI. um, so I've gotten them from all levels and from all over the country. Um, so, I mean, just, I had to push really, really hard, um, not only this year playing football and getting film out, but just constantly messaging coaches and constantly sending them film from every week and uh, putting together tapes and doing whatever and sending out footwork or just one-on-ones or anything I can really get out there. Um, I mean, I I know my uh, recruitment is coming to an end um, and I'm gonna make a decision uh, hopefully, pretty soon. Um, but not, I mean, and for any anyone out there that um, doesn't think they're good enough to go D1, D2, whatever, whatever the case may be, um, is to just keep pushing. It's it really is a grind, and sending videos like footwork and one on ones, it really gets your name out there, and that's that's the whole point of recruitment, is getting your name out there, and once. Their name is, once your name is down on their board, then they'll start looking into you more and um, just pushing and getting your name out there. I mean, huge turnaround for me, um, especially just pushing into that because I almost gave up on recruitment just because of junior year. But yeah, just kept pushing and it's worked out great.
0: Well, I can, for one, say I am super glad that you stayed up on it. And I think that, you know, any you know, wherever you do decide to commit to, and we will eagerly await that announcement, wherever you do decide to go to is very lucky and fortunate. And I think that, you know, you bring up a good point that, you know, the pressure of that junior year is very, very high. I mean, if you look at the rest of our interior offensive lineman list, these guys were all two or maybe even three year starters, you know, obviously Josh Bates, he's been playing basically Vars since his sophomore year, so that helps how much film he has out. Same with Zelinskis getting in since his sophomore year and, you know, these other guys around you. So I think it is really a testament to, you know, your work ethic and obviously your talent too, as far as being able to push and, you know, crack this this list and get on people's radars. And, you know, it's never too late, obviously. We like to, you know, like you said, uh, you gotta work. We encourage that, but you also gotta bet on yourself sometimes and we here are so so happy that you're taking that chance on yourself and you're wagering on yourself because we do think that you know talent wise you are you're worth it and you know we're excited to see that announcement and then i also just want to say um i think that obviously what there's a lot of things to consider and when you're talking about making you know a footwork video or you know this one on one video you're used to playing football but <laughs> Don't you wish someone told you that you were going to be a content creator as well as far as recruiting goes? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's crazy what you can put out there. And I mean, getting my brother to do it or my dad to film it or setting up drills or having my coach help me. Um, I mean, it it's surprising what coaches will actually look at. People think, oh, they need only varsity film and they only need these top 100 plays in the nation. That's the only way I'll get my name out there. I mean, if coaches see good footwork and they see potential um, at whatever level it is, I mean, they'll look into you more and that's not guaranteeing anything. Obviously, you have to put in a lot of hard work uh, to get to that point and you will need film from varsity. But just getting your name out there with videos like that, I mean, That's how I did it. And I'm good on my recruiting process and uh, I'm
0: happy with where I am. Nice. And I guess, you know, talking about your recruiting process specifically and what are some things that you are personally looking for in a program, whether that's, you know, on the athletic level from like the athletic program or the football program or what are some things that are also factoring in maybe academic wise as well?
1: Yeah, no, uh, since I started recruiting from sophomore years when uh, most of our high school uh, students at Valor uh, start their uh, re- recruitment is, um, is I always put academics number one. Um, I'm a very academic heavy guy and I want to go to a good school and uh, I believe the schools that I'm looking at right now and that I have offers from are very, very uh, good academic schools. I'm really happy with them. Um, That's always been my number one priority. Uh, Number two has definitely been athletics. Whether, no matter the division or the level of, um, the level of competitiveness, um, I always wanted to go to a top school. Like uh, Trinity and Wheaton, they're top, they're D3, but they're top D3 and they're, and I've been to their games and they're really, really competitive and they're really, really good programs. Um, And being a lineman, like you said, uh, Broncos just drafted a D3 guy. Um, I know some people have, they only want to go D1, and that's totally understandable, and that's their dream. Um, but my dream is just to go play football at the next level and go play at the highest highest competitiveness that I can and uh, just grind at it. And uh, um, I think that's just for everyone to know that no matter what level you are, you still can make it, even further and you can still get better and, um, you can still do amazing things. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of how I've always been is academics. Number one, uh, athletics, number two.
0: And, uh, you know, it's fine if you don't know the answer to, to this question yet, because Lord knows I didn't know heading into college, but, uh, are there any areas of study that particularly interest you?
1: Yeah. So I, um, I would really like to go into finance or business. and um that's why I've also uh, have kind of stuck with Trinity and Wheaton is both of those programs have really, really good business and finance programs. So um I'm really happy with uh, what I have right now.
0: nice, nice. that's It's always good to just have an idea, you know, and it it doesn't have to be super concrete, but it does help to to at least be in the stratosphere of maybe where you want to go for sure. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like you said, you know, you, you kind of hinted your your recruiting's coming uh, almost to a close here and your, your name dropping, particularly uh, Trinity and Wheaton. So, you know, we will eagerly await whichever direction you go. Obviously, maybe you're going to throw us a curveball at the last second. But, um, you know, what are some goals that you have for heading into your freshman year of college, whether that's, you know, academically, maybe like a GPA or whether it's, ac- uh, athletically, you know, how soon you want to get on the field or any accolades that you want to collect over the course of your college football career, you know, what are some goals that you have heading into college athletics?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, academic wise, I want to keep a three, five and above. I think it's a really, really tough goal and I'm setting the bar high, but, um, I needed to do that for myself and, I believe I can do it in college. It's gonna be a grind, but I'm excited for it. Um, Athletically, going into freshman year, I'm looking to suit up. I'm looking to um, be on the sideline with all those juniors and seniors that are starting. And even even if I'm not starting, is being out there and understanding the game early on um, so I can be prepared for it later in college. Um, And kind of accolades um, that I wanna gather over four years in college is, not anything specific. I think it's just the goal of getting to that next year and doing my best to start um, and be the best I can be and be the be the best lineman on the team and pushing my other teammates to be better than me. But um, I don't think there's any really specific accolades that I'm uh, reaching for.
0: No, and that's completely fair. And, uh, you know, I think that those are great goals to have. And yeah, no, I think that you got your, you got your head set straight here. And I think that, you know, you have a very clear vision, uh, regardless of, you know, what you're looking for. And, you know, I guess heading, heading into, you know, college, I'm feeling pretty good for you. And, uh, you know, as somebody who's, who's been through college, I I think that that's is, uh, you know, you have the right mindset, I think, as far as just how dedicated you are to the grind and how hard you're willing to work both off and on the field. So I am very excited for you and you know before we you know get to the gratitude section of this episode what is or what you know would you say to whether it's incoming high schoolers or whether it's you know current student athletes on the high school level what would you tell them what is some wisdom you'd like to impart for this next generation listening to this episode uh, as far as you know heading forward in the future with academics athletics and College, football, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I've said it this entire interview, but uh the grind never stops, whether it's athletically or academically, or when you're past college and you're living your normal life. I mean, um and especially for incoming uh incoming high schoolers, it's it's never never too early to start. Um I definitely I mean, I definitely wish and I know plenty of people that definitely wish that they started earlier and they started taking things more serious, uh, earlier on, but it really is important, um, to kind of understand and, uh, kind of set goals early on, even if they're super, super high bars. Um, <coughs> sorry, even if they're super, super high bars, um, just to re- reach for the stars really. And, um, and I just hope that uh, whoever whoever listens to this uh, really takes that to heart, and that they just uh, do the be- do the best they can uh, in whatever field they're in.
0: I think that uh, I I just want to echo that, and you know it, it's it's to the point where I'm like, man, if if I could give a nickname to Ty here heading into college, I'd say the grind Barwind here. I think that I think that kind of rolls off the tongue pretty neat, and I think that. You know, if we we get to see a pancake from you on a highlight reel on the next level, the grind Barwin buries the defensive tackle into the ground. I'm always itching to to try and be ahead of the curve on those nicknames, but uh, who knows? I might already be behind the curve as as far as uh, what what coaches or, or teammates call you. But you know, I think that um, I think that uh <laughs> oh look at that grind Barwin spelled <laughs> like that too. Good good touch, Gideon. I like that. Uh, for the listeners, it's it's G-R-Y-N-D, just like our guy Ty here. But, uh, you know, now that we're getting towards the end of this interview, we think that, you know, you've talked about people helping you record. You've talked about your teammates and everything like that. And uh, we just want to give a very specific time for you to personally thank everyone who's been a part of your journey. We here believe that, you know, it really does take a village here as far as becoming you know a great athlete a great student athlete what have you so really just take all the time you need and uh feel free to thank anyone and everyone and you know if you have trouble of if you feel like you're missing someone out i always just say and add and anyone else you know who you are that's what i always recommend uh to to anybody who's a worry ward about that but uh go ahead and just take all the time you need ty
1: yeah i know for sure um no, definitely my family. My family's always been supportive of me. And like I said, uh, my brother would help me film and my dad would help me with drills and all that. Um, but especially my dad. Um, my dad was my uh, little league coach for as long as I can remember for every sport I played. Um, he was always there, he was always supporting, always helping me. Um, so a big shout out to him. Uh, big shout out to Coach Hamilton and Coach Weiner, who are my O-line coaches and Coach Vasquez. my own line coaches um throughout my high school career um they really helped me they really helped me just become the lineman and the man who i am today um big shout out to uh, miss Callie and mr matt uh, in our athletic training room uh, helping me through my injury and miss gina fick who was my pt uh for after my surgery who really helped me get back out on the field um and i mean all all my teammates all my teammates and all my coaches really i mean they were really the ones to push me um and the ones who made this senior year a memorable one uh who made it really fun uh and i'll never forget it and uh i'll definitely hold on to this year and uh just remember how great it was and obviously anyone else who uh who has been in my life it definitely does take a village uh to get to this point i'm just super super blessed and super super grateful for uh what i've had
0: awesome man i think that that that's a that's a great segment and you know family friends teammates coaches that's That's always a solid rundown. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for all of them, too, for for producing, you know, a uh, a a great player to watch on film and watch in person, you know, having uh, both those opportunities to see it go against. Gosh, unfortunately, I had to see Regis and Creek, which I know you guys didn't win those games, but still put on a great game in both of those. And then coach V got to watch y'all's revenge game against uh Regis Jesuit in which you collected a few highlights in that one too. So, you know, um, we're very grateful for, for that support network that you have. And, you know, we're very grateful for you taking time out of your day to, to go ahead and join us on the show here and, uh, be sure to bug one of your teammates, uh, Tanner Morley, as well. We'll be reaching out to him and, uh, you know, we're we're also gonna stay tuned on uh on that uh tub eats as well and uh <laughs> we'll we'll wait for the Ty Barwind influencer era on TikTok as well. <laughs> but uh you know bef- before we hop off, uh what are some places that you know the listeners can find you as far as social medias that they can follow you on and keep track of your career?
1: Yeah, uh, Instagram's a huge one. Uh, T Barwind 44, um huge place to reach out, um especially for any young guys who have questions. I'd love to help out. Um, definitely uh, want to head in that coaching uh, era uh, in the future. So if any young guys out there are listening to this and they want help, just reach me on that. Um, I'd be super excited to help. And, yeah, that's it.
0: Awesome, Ty. And thank you so much once again for your time. And, uh, you know, we're, we're looking forward to seeing how the rest of your career goes, man. Yeah, thank you. And that was Ty Barwind, everyone out of Valor Christian High School, our number three 2023 interior offensive lineman here. We are very, very grateful for his joining of the show. And to hear more interviews like his, please be sure to find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. And you can also go ahead and check out our YouTube where we have been uploading episodes as well that has been big time for us so be sure to check us all check us out on all of those and you know in the process be sure to like subscribe or follow us on any of those so you get notifications for whenever our episodes come out Or if you want a nice little graphic with all of those and see all the other things that we're kind of poking our heads into, be sure to find us on social media, whether that's at Playmaker Corner on Twitter or Playmakers Corner on Instagram and Facebook. And then if you like a little visual aid where you can see a clip here of Ty and his, you know, plays and his a little snippet of his breakdown, be sure to find us on TikTok at Playmakers Corner. And eventually we will be making our return to Twitch, so be sure to stay tuned for Playmakers Corner on Twitch. But I have been your host for this interview, Cody Stoffer, and once again just going to say big thank you to Ty here, and I will catch you on the flip. She